Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news. Hey, welcome to Branch Life Church today. Pastor Josh here, and you might notice I'm set up a little bit differently. I'm sitting down uh, because I feel a little bit like a reporter today. We're going to have a special emphasis this Sunday. We're calling it Branch Sunday. We're talking about good news for Branch Life Church in 2021. And here's what we want to accomplish today. We want to share with you a little bit of what God has done through this past year in 2020. We also want to talk about where we think God is taking us in 2021. There's some exciting news to share about the future of Branch Life Church. And there's some exciting stories to tell about what God has done in this season of 2020. So we're going to share those things with you. And along the way, I'm going to be sharing three lessons that COVID or 2020 has taught us. And I think these are powerful lessons, not only for us individually and us as a church, but us as an entire culture. I think it's valuable to look and to see what we have learned and what we should learn from the season that God has brought us through. We hope that this will be an encouragement to you. If you are looking for a church, if you are ready to uh, be committed or engaged in a church, if you're ready to build Branch Life Church more specifically, would you lean in today and ask yourself and ask God to show you how you can be used in this journey that we're all on together? Our goal is to bring Jesus to the next generation, and we think God is doing that. So we're going to look into God's Word today tell you some of these stories, tell you a little bit about this good news, and I think you'll be excited as I am. There's more to come, and this is a beginning of a conversation about what's next for Branch Life. So let me pray for you guys. Let's pray for our culture and our world right now. There's a lot going on, and as we've come through this Thanksgiving season, we're now looking forward to what God has through the rest of these uh, weeks in this year and through this next year. God, we thank you for our friends that are, are worshiping with us today, whether it's online or at one of our worship sites or in person, Lord. We thank you for all that you've brought us through, and Lord, we know that you're going to take us through to this next season. We pray for our friends, our family members, our, our country, our leaders, our world leaders, as we deal, deal with a global problem. We pray, Lord, that you would protect those who are sick, God, that you would uh, uh, supply for those who are in need. And God, that you would raise up your church to be powerfully representing uh, light and life in this time. Help us, Lord, to, to love your church and to love our neighbor and to worship you together better. In your precious name we pray. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to run to Matthew chapter 16. We're going to be there for a while. And then Matthew chapter 28. We're going to kind of understand and and couch our conversation and some of the main things that make Branch Life Church who we are. I want to remind you about who we are and what we are doing as a church. As we think about uh, where we've come from, uh, remember Branch Life Church just launched on April 2019. 
We're a year and a half old a little bit. And we're called Branch Life Church because we believe that if you're stronger connected to Christ, that we'll have a farther reach into our world. So we exist to strengthen your connection to Christ so that we can reach our world, so that we can love our neighbor. We want to be constantly encouraging you in your spiritual walk and your spiritual life. And we want to be constantly supplying the need for those around us uh, to make our world and this community a better place. So in April 2019, we started this process. Now, uh, there's a man named Todd Wilson who is in charge of Exponential, which is a nationwide, worldwide church planning program, church planning organization. And they've tuned in to what's happening during this season of COVID here and around the world with all kinds of church plants. And you know who, who Todd Wilson is most concerned about during 2020 and beyond? He is most concerned about churches that have launched in April of 2019. I heard him say that and I was like, Todd Wilson is concerned about us because we launched in 2019 and the first three years of a church plant are, are three of the most important foundational years. And, and 2019 and 2020 are, are so important in the life of, of a baby church, just like they're important in the life of a newborn. And all of that has been disrupted by... 2020's unique challenges, not being able to meet, not being able to connect, not being able to serve in the ways that we thought we would be able to. And for many churches, especially those that have just launched or begin preparing to launch, uh, it's a scary time. Another, another leader in, in Christianity said, I'm most concerned for churches that are a less, year, less than a year old, planted or led by a young leader, in the Northeast of the United States of America. I, he's concerned about us too, if you count me as a young leader, and I'll take it, all right? So, so how are we doing? Where are we going? Is Branch Life going to survive? And let me say this. What God has done in Branch Life, in the life of our church, has been nothing short of miraculous. And some of the stories that I'm going to share is not only is Branch Life doing well, but God is on the move. And we're excited about what is coming and what's coming next. Yes, these first, first year of life have been a challenging year, but man, it's been some of the most important foundational lessons we could have learned. And I might be the only one who knows all of these stories, and so I can't wait to share with you what's happened and where we're going and why I'm so excited about the future. So I want to say to Todd Wilson, I want to say to the other spiritual leader out there. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your concern. We feel them and we believe that God is, is lifting us up and sustaining us through this season. So we're going to ask the question, what did God do in 2020? And we're going to talk about where we think God is taking us in 2021. So let's jump right in. What, what did God do in 2020? Well, remember this statement, and we've said this over and over again through this entire season. God's promises turn our problems into opportunities. And we believe that there's been all kinds of problems that we've had to face as a world and as a culture. But God really said, I want you to excel through these and take the opportunities as they come. In every single one of these challenges, having to close our worship services, having to move outside, having to meet outdoors, having to be dis connected and scattered and six feet apart, having uh, challenges within our community pop up for various reasons. All of these have been opportunities for God 
to work and God to move. In Matthew chapter 16, if you have your Bibles, we are there. We want to go and check out a brand new verse. In Matthew chapter 16, we're going to see God having a conversation with a church leader. As a matter of fact, it was going to be the first church leader. God was going to build his church from this moment on and move it forward. And God made a promise to this church leader, which still holds true today. Remember, God's promises turn our, opportunity, our problems into opportunities. And this is what he said. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, he said, uh, let me read it uh, off of my, not off my screen, but out, out of God's word. Uh, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say I am? And Peter replied, you are Christ, the son of the living God. In verse 17, Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it. As we look at this important verse, we're going to see that this is going to inform what God is doing. This promise, these words are going to help us specifically with the challenges that we faced in 2020. So what is God doing in 2020? Well, number one, God is building his church. God's still building his church. And let me explain to you a couple of things that God is doing in 2021. We at Branch Life have seen salvations and baptisms during this season. Just in October alone, we were able to baptize five people and one of those was my son. Man, what a privilege. We were able to see people come to Christ in this season where we had to be separated. We were able to see friends and relatives uh, uh, come to know Jesus through online engagement because the services were being streamed, because we couldn't meet in person. And, and people have come to Christ in this season. And it, it has been so apparent in 2020 that people need Jesus They've gone all to other places for answers, but when they see Jesus, when they find Jesus, they see the answers there and they have been coming to Christ. Not only at Branch Life Church, but around the world. The gospel has been on the move and has been more broadly broadcast than ever before in the nature, in, in, in all of time. The gospel is on the move. And so we've seen salvations, we've seen baptisms, we've seen online engagement go through the roof. Why? More people are engaging with biblical content on a weekly basis than ever before because it's on your phone, it's on your iPad, it's on your TV screen. You can jump in and, and watch it any day, any hour during the week. And so at Branch Life, that's true for us. At the end of each and every week, there are multiple, many scores of views on our Facebook and on our YouTube and on our website. We've been able to answer questions and have conversations with people who we've never seen and we've never met. I, there's a family named the Johnsons who I just want to say hi to because the Johnsons have never met physically with Branch Life Church. The Johnsons are a regular weekly part of our worship rhythms, but they do it all virtually because of some significant health concerns. The Johnsons are a part of the family at Branch Life Church. We know them and we love them. They fill out their connection card each and every week. And we love the Johnsons. They're engaging online during the season. I have friends and I have neighbors who are participating with us as a church, worshiping with us online each and every week. God is building his church. 
We've seen incredible growth in caring for one another. Our small groups and our branch groups have come alongside one another and we've met in Zoom calls and we've met in person and we've been working together to feed one another, to care for those that are hurt and that are injured, for those that are in poverty. We've taken up collections, food and donations. And we've put our arms around people that have needed help walking through this season, this care for one another. Uh, regular life is hard. Life in a pandemic seems to be harder. And we've been able to support one another and carry one another's burdens in spectacular ways. Our core team grew over this season. We've seen more people join the core team and become a committed part of building Branch Life Church uh, during this time. And we're celebrating new core team members each and every month. And we've seen some incredible generosity and provision. A lot of people, uh, myself included, when all this started early in March, we said, you know what? We're going to take a financial hit, and it's going to hurt. And I don't know if financially we're going to be able to survive. We were getting prepared to get odd and end jobs and to, and to figure out other sources of income, and we were committed to doing that so that the church could survive. But this year has been the strongest year financially for Branch Life Church than we've ever had. What God has provided has enabled us not only to survive, but to thrive and to be able to have open hands to people in our community and our church and our culture that are in need. The provision has been outstanding. We know that there are some difficult days and months and maybe even years ahead, but we believe that God will continue to provide. And we have been able to celebrate our first sending. We sent out Pastor Corey to become the lead pastor at Hope Church or at Grace Church in New Holland, Pennsylvania. And we have a mission of multiplication. And so we are thrilled to be able to celebrate that together. God is building his church and it's going out farther from just us here. God is continuing to build his church. Uh, we are going to look completely different on 2021 than we did in 2019. We have changed radically over the course of this year because we've grown my daughter on Thanksgiving Day turned 12, and, and that's just against the rules. I mean, we tell her not to grow up, it's illegal, but she keeps doing it. Every year, we keep having to celebrate her birthday. And I, I just, I look at her, I look at pictures from a couple years ago to pictures of now, and she's grown, and she's changed. The same thing is true of Branch Life Church. We're growing, and we're changing. We have gone from a Sunday night-only church renting another facility to now we worship like most people, on Sunday mornings. Together we gather on Sunday mornings, virtually and in person. We uh, have adopted Pewtown Baptist Church and we've merged with another church and two families have become one. It's an incredible, exciting thing to be able to celebrate, but a lot of it overshadowed with what's happening in our culture. And we've been able to have worship online, outside, and in multi-sites throughout this season. And because of all of those different varieties of worship, we're worshiping with more people every week. We have been also able to engage in our community in ways that I never thought possible. One of the most powerful stories that we have to tell from 2020 is the story of community. Our community, our neighbors are hurting. Our neighbors need help and support. This is a time of fear, of anxiety, of stress and distress. And God's people are on the move. 
what has happened over the course of the last several months, what doors God has opened for us as a church to be a blessing to those around us, I couldn't have planned for, I couldn't have prayed for, I can only explain that it's God. We started at the beginning of COVID with a commitment to serve through our small groups to areas and people in need. And so our small groups began serving in, in many, many, many different ways. Some doing big projects, some doing little projects. Backpacks for kids that weren't getting meals at school now being taken to their homes. We committed and partnered with area ministries and foundations so that we could begin just simply feeding people to assist teachers and parents that were now dealing with homeschool. And so a lot of different running along the way and coming up alongside people. I don't have the numbers to be able to share with you today the amount of meals that we have been a part of providing for people, but it's well into the thousands over the course of this year. Weekly providing breakfast at Rolling Hills, coming along Women on the Move Ministries, who at one point were doing 300 meals a week. We've been providing meals on Wednesdays and Saturdays, meal supplements, passing on donations to the Rolling Hills Community Center, um, to the Salvation Army, and to others, organizations that are in and about, churches that are doing feeding programs in our area, assisting with Pottstown Bible Churches, feeding the homeless effort. And we continue to support uh, people giving uh, who are, have hunger needs. Just over this Thanksgiving week, we thought we know people that need Thanksgiving dinner, and we knew about 10 families, so we said maybe we can collect 10 families, and we, we put the words out for turkeys and for stuffing and for potatoes, and we got enough meals to feed over 20 families a full Thanksgiving dinner and then have leftovers for the next two weeks. We've, we've regularly been able to serve and connect in our community. But not the least of which, in July 30th, this summer, our neighbors at Ashwood had a fire. And that entire apartment complex burnt to the ground in a matter of hours. 45 apartments, 50 families, and 100 people found themselves homeless, most of which who carried no insurance. Our church was able to be a part of a community-led effort to wrap our arms around these families and work hard to assure that none of these families would ever go homeless. We worked at feeding them, clothing them, financially supporting them, and housing them. We worked together with community partners for over three months now to keep our uh, palms open to support these families all along the way. And because of that one thing, we have worked hand-in-hand with government agencies, with nonprofits, with restaurants, with other community organizations to support not only the Ashwood families, but other families in crisis and facing homelessness. Before this time, I thought that homelessness in the world was maybe represented by some, some single guys that were just down on their luck. But the, the face of homelessness in Chester County and in Pottstown are the faces of moms with kids. They're the faces of full families that don't have a place to lay their head. And they're, doing, they're dealing with homelessness and hunger during a pandemic. And Branch Life Church has been able to, with these community organizations, come alongside these families. We started listing our community partners over the course of this year. 
And when I start looking at this list, I become overwhelmed because behind every single one of these organizations are teams and teams of people who we've been able to partner with to do God's work of salt and light in this time and in this place. We want to encourage you to be able to say, hey, this, this is what we want to keep investing is as we embed ourselves in the community. The Strive Initiative was mentoring kids in the Pottstown Middle School and had to pivot during this season. We've worked hand-in-hand with the school district, with, with Norco Fire Company. Liberty Thrift Store helped us house the Relief Center for the Ashwood Fire. Open Hearth, Operation 143 with backpacks that we already mentioned. We're meeting at Camp Anaba's gym right now and have partnered with Camp Sankanak through this season. Uh, the Coventry Food Banks, the Pottstown Area Children's Foundation, and we are continuing to work on projects to assist these families. Hey, the 50 families that lost their home, we still have about five families that are looking for a permanent place to call home. And we're praying that God would provide that before Christmas this year. Pottstown Area Children's Foundation is working to do a drive-through Christmas celebration this year, and Branch Life Church is going to be a part of staffing that and leading that. We're going to let you know more information. We're also collecting 300 meals for 300 families that will be handed out at Christmas time. And that's all being handled through Pottstown Area Children. Stay tuned for that and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and you will get that information as it comes out. We want to continue strengthening these connections and these relationships. We have prayed and asked God to allow us to be a blessing and to be embedded in our community. And because of 2020, we have never been more embedded in our community. So we continue to partner to do God's work and to assist others who are doing good work. The second thing that's happened in this season is God has called us and taught us two important lessons. God's telling us what we need to know and what we need to learn in this season. And these are lessons not just for Branch Life, but these are lessons for our entire community. And here's here's how I would sum these up. These three lessons revealed to us misunderstandings or truths that were underlying. The first thing that we see and what we were learned is that there is a cultural misunderstanding of the church. What is the church? How does the church work? Uh, What does it mean to be a part of a church? We're going to answer that question in just a couple of minutes because it's an important question to know. We also see that there's a, even Christians have authority issues. That that we struggle with understanding and knowing who's in charge. And and let me let you, uh, the cat out of the bag, we all think we're in charge of ourselves. But is that what the Bible teaches? And then there's deepening division from one another. And this year, 2020, has exposed these divisions. It exposed these authority issues. And it exposed this misunderstanding of what the church is. And so let's let's use our verse and our passage to kind of realign our thinking as we go into 2021. Remember, Matthew 16, verse 18 says this powerful thing. I will build my church. So God in this moment is talking about the church. So what is the church? What is this thing that God is going to build? We have to ask ourselves the question, what did Jesus intend the church to be? What is is his design for the church? Not what do we think the church should be, or what does our American culture think that the church is? You see, we greatly misunderstand the church, and the church over the course of history has moved from a community to an institution to a government, governmental organization, and now really in our day today, it's, it's kind of like an industry. And what we have to get back to is what Jesus intended the church 
to be. So what did he intend the church to be? If you're a note taker, if you're writing things down, I want you to write down this definition of the church. What is the church? The church is the family of God who worships God on mission for God. You see, the church is a family. And when you look in passages like 2 Corinthians 11 and Ephesians 5 and John 14, it's going to talk about the church as the bride of Christ. It's going to talk about the church as one anothering. And we are a family of God. We're the body of Christ. And we come together as family to support one another and to be good neighbors. We're family first. And we do what the church does is we worship God. It's our reasonable act of service. When God has saved me, I give my life to worship him. And so the family comes together on a regular basis. It's a rhythm in our life to worship God. And so 1 Corinthians 11 talks about communion and baptism as a regular part of that worship. Hebrews 10 says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. Acts 2.42 says that they dedicated themselves to the apostles' teaching, preaching, prayer, and breaking of bread with one another. The church worships together. And then the church is on mission together. Ephesians 4 says that God has given the church pastors and, and, and prophets and evangelists to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. There's a mission. There's a work that we are supposed to do. And the church exists to be on that mission. And then Matthew 28 tells us what that mission is. And we're going to look at that in just a second. So it's better to ask ourselves, not what is the church, but who is the church? Who is the church? The church is a family that worships on mission. I love to describe the church as a team. I think in our culture today, we understand team even better than we understand family. Sometimes families can have some interesting dynamics, and the same is true as churches. But man, teams come together for a reason, for a purpose. They listen to the coach who calls the plays. They're all out on the field. They're ready to be subbed in. They're on, on mission. They're going down for the goal to get the win. And the church is a team that's moving and working together for the mission, for the purpose, for the goal, for the win. And when we are a church, we're a team. So this is our definition of a church. This is what a church is. Notice it didn't say that the church is a building. We started naming buildings churches. That's a mistake. The church is not an event. It's not a service that we go to. The church is not an organization or a religious institution. The church is a family who worships on mission. We are the church. If you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are the church. The church is a people, not a program. And we need to understand this as a culture. So, don't attend church. Engage with the church. It's not about being in a service. It's about engaging with worship with one another when we gather together. Engage in the rhythms of your church. Engage in the regular weekly worship, in the groups, in the serving, in the leading. The engagement is so much more important than the attending. And I want to invite some of you who have disengaged from your church or from any church during this season to re-engage in 2021 to engage in a way that you've never engaged before. Maybe you attended church before 2020. What I'm asking you to do is to stop attending and start engaging. Start being the church. 
as we one another together, as we reach together, as we strengthen our connection to Christ so that we can reach our world. Now, Matthew 16, 18 says that I, God, will build my church. Well, that brings us to our next cultural lesson. Who is in charge, right? So 2020 has been this year where we have exposed some incredible authority issues. Nobody, nobody, yours truly included, likes to be told what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. We like control. We like to be in charge. There is no small reason that video games are one of the most popular industries in this world because you get a controller and you get to tell a little character what they're going to do, when they're going to do, and how they're going to do it. That's how we try to live our lives. We try to live our lives in control, none more than the Americans. I mean, we the people, right? We call the shots. We are in charge. We are our own bosses. I am free, free, free at last, right? But who is it really in charge? When you look at Matthew, you, you get a hint into what's going on and then do a deep dive into what God says about authority and who our authority is. So as we look at who's in charge, we're just going to break it down, right down through a couple of things. We first know God's in charge, right? He's number one. I'm going to build my church. God's the one who is in charge of Branch Life Church. He's the ultimate authority. Matthew 28 is going to say, all authority has been given to me. And that, that's Jesus talking. And we're going to see in John chapter 14, in Ephesians chapter 5, God is the one who controls creation in all of nature. He's the one calling the shots. He's who's got a plan. Now, God has disseminated his authority, and he's very clearly told us who's in charge under him. He tells us that the government is in charge. There's an incredibly important passage in Romans chapter 13 that talks about our response to the gospel being a direct response to who God is and who God's authority is, is then respecting the authority that he puts in place, whether you like him or not. When that was written in Romans, they were talking about an emperor who was trying to kill him. Daniel worked for a king who threw his friends into a fire. And that's who they were supposed to respect. And in 1 Peter, talks again about being in submission to the authorities that are around us. I've literally been told to stop telling people to respect their God-given authority because they're sick of hearing it. I'm going to keep saying it until you start doing it. Because it's what God has called Christians to do. We've been called to respect our authority. So when we do this, when we respect our authority, we submit to our government. The same thing is true of parents. There are God-given authority in these moments. Kids, respect, obey, honor your father and mother. They're in charge. And every parent went, amen. But parents, if you're not respecting your government authority, don't expect your kids to respect your authority. It's the same dissemination from God. And God said, hey, parental authority matters. And he also said pastoral authority matters. I like being a pastor, so I just want to remind us all of this, that the spiritual authority in the church has been disseminated down to the pastors. And so when a, when a pastor is representing God and God's authority, you have to give that honor. And the Bible says double honor. So if, if you're not sure where to go, you're not sure what's what to do, and your pastor gives clear direction on that, then you take that as a message from God. I want to honor the authority that God has put in place until it goes against God's authority. There's an incredible statement about submission that I want to share with you today. Submission brings strength to the soul that's no longer fighting for control. 
Some of you out there are exhausted because you're trying to control. You're trying to keep control. You're trying to, to keep the pieces in the place that you want it to be. Here's a lesson for 2020. None of us are in control. We've all lost control, and that can be so stressful. Are you ready for some strength? Submission brings strength to the soul that's no longer fighting for control. It is so much better just to follow the authority that God has placed in front of you instead of trying to figure it all out for yourself and continuing to fight against that authority. Another way to say it is God instructs us to be good citizens until we can't be good Christians. So we, we strive to be good citizens, to be good children, to be good uh, team members in the church until we can't be good Christians. And so I, I read a blog this week that I think is very helpful. I'll point it to, to you and just give you the gist of what it's saying. The chapel.com slash blog was written by a pastor who's in a red zone. They're being asked not to meet. They're being asked to wear masks. And how do you figure out what you're supposed to obey as an individual and as a church and what what you shouldn't obey as an individual as a church. And he said, you got to ask yourself these three questions. Number one, is the government causing me to sin? Daniel was told, to, or Daniel's friends was told to bow to idols. And they couldn't do that because that was a sin. Uh, is the government prohibiting me from doing something God has commanded? Again, in Daniel, he was told not to pray. But the Bible says specifically to pray to God. And Daniel was told to pray to the king. So that was a, a part where he couldn't follow the government's lead. In the government, is the government commanding or something God has prohibited? So the midwives in Israel were told to kill the baby boys when they were born. They couldn't do that because God said, thou shalt not kill. And then is the government singling out and discriminating against the church or believers? Jesus, uh, Peter was told specifically not to preach Jesus, but other people were allowed to preach whatever they wanted. So as we take these questions, we use them to evaluate our time and our government and our instructions. I think you'll find some very clear, and I believe godly advice in this blog, that most of what we are facing today do not rise to the standard of what is being asked in these moments. So use these as evaluating questions and say, am I supposed to be a good citizen in these moments as I follow God's command? it will become unifying. Remember, we all have authority issues, right? It's going to be a natural tendency to buck against the authority that's in our lives. But let's see what the Bible has to say and, and apply it. And thirdly, Matthew chapter 16 says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. God will build. God is the one building the church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. So what is God building? He's building a church. What is the church? The church is people. The church is Christians. How does the church get built? More people become Christians. What God is saying is that he will cause more people to become a part of the church. God's going to build his church. How is he going to build the church? By reaching your neighbor. This brings us to our third cultural divide. Who's my neighbor? In 2020, we maybe never have been more div divided than we are now. Maybe the Civil War was the last case that the, the country literally fought against one another. Since that time, we have seen some incredible divisions brought out, and it's time for us to become better and stronger together because Jesus intended us for, to, for us to reach people. 
He intended for us to love our neighbor. And so we ask the question, who did Jesus intend us to reach? Who is my neighbor? Well, my neighbor is every person who is made in the image of God. Whether they agree with me politically or not. Whether they make the same amount of money as me or they don't. Whether they are from my country or from a different country. If they are made in the image of God, they are your neighbor. And God has commanded us to love our neighbors, to reach our neighbors, to care for our neighbors. Every person made in the image of God is special because they are marked by God. And so we treat them with that same love and respect. And if God has a purpose for the church, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will prevail against it in 2021. Well, then God has a purpose for you in 2021. As we look at this incredible truth, as we think about these lessons and we've seen what God has done in 2020, we're excited about what his purpose is, what the opportunities are in 2021. He has a purpose for us, which means he has a purpose for you. And there is some good news for Branch Life Church in 2021. And I want to close with these thoughts and this challenge. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. In Matthew chapter 28, we're going to see our, our mission. We're going to see our goal. We're going to see our win defined for us. It's going to sum up some of these thoughts and lead us into what we think God is doing. In Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 16, it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee and to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Let's just wait for a second. The disciples who grew up with Jesus, who saw him die, who saw him walking alive again, worshipped him, but there were still some who doubted. Are you struggling with faith issues? Yeah! You've never seen Jesus in person? You didn't get to hear from him, his teaching from his mouth to your ears? Even some of those who did doubted. We are a church that welcomes skeptics, we are a church that welcomes questions. We want to encourage people in their spiritual lives and their spiritual walks. And no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, we want to encourage you. Uh, uh, excuse me as I fix my device. We want to encourage you to grow closer in your relationship with God and have a safe place to ask questions. And you might be saying, hey, I'm excited for you. You're excited for Branch Life, but I don't know if I, if I, if I believe in Jesus. I want to invite you to keep connecting so that you can see Jesus through us. He's showing himself in real ways in our time and through our church and through our churches. And I think Jesus wants to show you something. So stay connected. We love you. And we love that you're a part of what we're doing. In Matthew 28, in the next verse, it says, And then Jesus came to them, all of them, and he said, All authority has been given to me. Mark Clark says it in preaching this passage, all right, take a breath. He's got it. He's the authority. He's the one we submit to. All authority has been given to him in heaven and in earth. He's the one who's in charge. We can just follow him. So we get to follow Jesus. And he says to us, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, 
teaching them every to observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Here it is, guys. Here's our mission. Here's our purpose. Here's the win. Here's what we're going for. Here's what Branch Life Church is all about. We want to be disciples who make disciples. We want to go and reach people. We have been accused of wanting to be a mega church. We don't want to be a mega church. We just want to be a church that reaches all kinds of people. We want to see people come to Christ. We want to see your one, your neighbor, know and love Jesus, to be baptized and to learn in the faith of Jesus. And we're excited about the plans that we have for 2021 because here's your purpose. Here's why you wake up tomorrow. Here's what God has for you. He wants you to bring Jesus to your neighbor. We exist as a church to bring Jesus to the next generation. And so we are on the move in 2021, following God's lead to do just that. In word and in deed, we are bringing Jesus to, uh, to others. Our mission, our purpose is to bring Jesus or make disciples to our neighbors. Listen, who's the church? Who's in charge? And who's my neighbor? All of these have been huge questions in 2020. So what's God's plan for Branch Life Church? I'm excited to tell you that we think God has some incredible stuff up his sleeve for the future. We thought this in 2019 and we planned for 2021. Everything we planned went out the window. We didn't know what God had had for us, but we've seen it in the stories that God had something good. This is our best guess at what's next. And we're following God's lead and we are tentatively, like everyone else, making some exciting plans for 2021. And we want to let you know what we're focusing in on and what we're excited about in 2021. So what are God's plans in 2021? Well, we are excited to announce the creation of a pastoral residency. We are uh, inviting, uh, opening up the opportunity for a pastoral resident to become a part of Branch Life Church. That pastoral resident will be someone who is excited about future ministry, learning and growing in their leadership skills, and they'll become a part of our pastoral team as we move forward in 2021, and we have a pretty good idea of who that might be. We're also asking and excited to focus on next generation ministries. In, in 2021, we are looking to build and multiply our ministry to kids. We love kids, and 2020 has been a hard year for kids. We want to make sure that our church wraps our, our arms around those kids and around their parents. We want to invest in teenagers and relaunch our branch students programming, our branch students environments, so that teenagers have a place to learn and investigate their faith and to connect with one another, those that are doing the same thing, that they have a place to bring Jesus, uh, their friends to Jesus in. And we are going to connect with our pastoral resident to be in charge of some of those things. There's already a core team of branch lifers who are, are coming together to be a part of these next generation ministries. And stay tuned over the next few weeks as we start announcing some of these plans. As COVID lessens, our opportunities will increase. We are working on a worship collective that we're very excited about that will bring uh, an opportunity to young worship leaders to be a part of Branch Life Church's worship environments in many different settings and in many different ways, online, in-person, special events. And God has provided some incredible talent that we are incredibly excited to build on. And so again, stay tuned. More information coming about our Branch Church 
Worship Collection. We are getting ready to launch a brand new campus. This is no small deal. It's going to happen. We are renovating this property now, and we're excited to launch it in the days and the weeks ahead. And we're hoping that early in 2021, this will at least be able to be one of our worship sites, if not our main worship site. We are going to be doing equipped classes to bring you into the conversation about how you can do the work of the ministry, how you can serve your neighbors, how you can grow in your faith and your knowledge of God's Word. We're going to have an elder leadership track that will be launching in 2021, building our leadership team and our membership network. We are working right now in coordination with uh, Exponential and other uh, church planning like-minded churches to be a part of planning a church possibly as early as 2022 or 2023. And we are excited about continuing our online presence in 2020 and beyond with an online campus, online opportunities for leadership, for training, and for uh, connecting through Facebook and other areas. So we are excited to focus in on some of these things as we continue to do what God has called us to do in 2020. So are you in? Are you ready to be a part of what God's doing? I want to personally invite you to come and be a part of Branch Life Church's family. To, to be a part of this family as we care for one another. As we come together on a regular basis to worship our God. And as we go on mission to reach other people for Jesus. I'm asking you to make a commitment through 2020 21 to see what God will do. Maybe you've been a little bit distanced because of COVID. Now's the time to re-engage. Maybe you've been kind of checking us out or been a part of what's going on as you've stumbled across us on the internet or heard about what God has been doing through Branch Life in our community. We want to invite you into the family. and We want to encourage you to go all in with what God is doing. And we want to say, hey, jump in and take these steps. So maybe for you, it's, it's, your next step is simply engaging regularly in our worship rhythms. Being a part of our Sunday worship, virtually or, or in person. Being a part of our regular groups that are meeting all around our community. We are looking to build and invest in those two rhythms so that we can continue to transform our minds, to renew our minds. And these rhythms become incredibly important, and you know how important rhythms are because they got all interrupted in 2020. So let's build in these rhythms together. Maybe it's time for you to join the team and you're ready to say, I'm in. I want to be a part of Branch Life. You can go to branchlife.com right now and let us know that you're interested in joining the team or, or be ready for the next time we offer a conversation about what it means to join the team. And maybe it's time for you to commit to build the church in 2021. Commit to regularly serve in some way. Kids ministry, volunteers, te help teenagers grow closer to God. Be a part of a small group that's reaching into your neighborhood, reaching into your community. Lead that small group. Join a worship collective. Uh, partner with area ministries so that we can show the love of Jesus. Maybe you, it's time for you to commit to give. We have an end of your giving campaign that's launching on December 1st. Everything that comes in from December 1st through the end of December will be a part of that campaign. And our goal is that God would see provide $50,000 to come into that campaign so that we can finish out 2020 strong, so that we can start launching and preparing for what's going to be happening in 2021. And in all that, we have this building renovation, trying to take a building that was built in the 1800s and start using it in 2021. 
There are some significant projects and significant things that need to be done that unfortunately cost money. Maybe you want to partner with us to help us renovate this facility so it can be embedded in this community and we can see more people baptized come to Christ, served, fed, and loved in the name of Jesus from this campus. And maybe it's time for you to just commit to reach. At Branch Life Church, we've said, hey, everybody has one. One person who you need to pray for, invest in, and invite to Christ. And one of my favorite stories to tell are the stories of the ones coming to Christ. Just last Sunday, one of our core team members came up after service and said, hey, you may have noticed I brought my one last week. And during that worship service, my one got emotional. And she was having a moment with God. She said, on the car ride home, my one prayed for salvation in Jesus. Isn't that incredible? And your one could come to Christ in 2021. That would be awesome. We want to invite you to make that commitment to pray, to invest, and to invite. As we have been Talking in terms of pray, invest, invite, I really clearly believe that 2019, our launch year, was a year of prayer. 2020, we have seen a year of investing. Investing in one another, investing in our community, investing in the future. And in 2021, we believe that God is going to allow us to invite many people to become a part of this family. For His glory and for His honor. And we don't know what's going to happen in 2022 and beyond. We think that the sky is the limit. If you make these commitments, if you're ready to be all in, if you want to regularly engage and allow us to be embedded in serving our community, God can do incredible things as he strengthens your connection to Christ so that we can reach our world. Here's the good news for 2021. We can be engaged in worship and we can be embedded in our community. That's our mission as we strengthen our connection to Christ and reach our world. I want to invite you to join us starting next week as we begin a brand new series, which will be great for you and great for anyone you want to invite to be a part of it. It's called Good News, Great Joy. And we're talking to our entire community about the joy of Christmas. Christmas is here. Praise the Lord. It means 2020 is almost over. And everyone said, Amen. And we're going to celebrate Christmas. We're going to celebrate the good news of Christmas and the great joy that Jesus brings through this Christmas season, in this series, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So don't miss that and help us spread the word as we get out the information for people to be a part of it. We're also going to be putting out something virtually for your Christmas family event, a virtual Christmas Eve, with, if you will, and we're going to see more information on that coming up. It's going to be about the, the Grinch that tried to steal Christmas, but you can't stop Christmas since the very, very first Christmas. God has been doing some incredible things, and we're going to talk about that in a great way for you and your family to enjoy. Thank you so much as we've been a part of this particular special moment in the life and God's life, this small church uh, doing small things in the grand scheme of what God is doing in the world. We love to connect with you, so please fill out this connection card as the countdown timer goes on after our closing song. And if you have any questions about the gospel and what it means to be a believer in Jesus, we encourage you to visit our gospel tab where you can get more information about it. Can I say a prayer of blessing on the year 2020 as, and 2021 as we think about what God might do? Dear God and Heavenly Father, we dedicate ourselves to your will and to your plan in 2021. 
We thank you and praise you for your great name, for what you have done, and for leading us and guiding us through 2020. We thank you for the lessons that you've taught us, for the things that you've shown us. We thank you for those that have been saved, for those that have been baptized, for those we've been, we, we've been able to serve and to love in and around our community, for our partners in and around uh, our neighborhoods and our town. And God, we pray that you would build into 2021 something so great that only you would get the credit for it. God, would we be open and attuned to how you would have us grow and serve, how you would have us to be the church in 2021. And God, we pray that you would continue to build your church, every gospel-believing church in our region and around the world. God, we pray that you build it, that you strengthen it. And God, that you would do great things for your glory and for your honor. In your precious name we pray, amen.